Welcome back, my friends, to the Gridiron Gang Podcast, Week 9 Pick Show. I got my boy Kier with me. We're buzzing. We had some big wins with our teams this week. And speaking of big wins, Kier, I want to just run through a quick fire sale recap of these hits that we just dished out on our show this week, if you don't mind. Yeah, you. Uh, we got pretty hot last week, gave out some stuff. Um, depending how people paired it together, it could have been a really great week. Why don't you rattle some of those off? I have a couple from last night that I'll mention, too. Um, obviously, unfortunately, we don't really get the Thursday night games in. We're limited with time sometimes. As we go forward, we'll maybe try to get something going where we can just virtually do a quick little one to release or something for those games. But, yeah, we had a lot of success. This is a weird week, but let's see if we can capitalize on this. Go ahead. Read through some of those. Okay, so starting at the top, coming from you, Travis Etienne, over 89 receiving and rushing yards combined. Smash through that total. 149 total yards from him. Coming from me, Evan Ingram, over four and a half catches in that same game. Smashed Smashed through it with ten. He was the safety boy. We were both on this one. We were both spreading this play around, I know, on our own cards quite a bit. Adam Thielen, over 65 yards, over five and a half catches. You could just check both of those off. Carolina, you guys heard it here, man. History repeats itself. Bryce Young gets the best of him grade eight, does it again. Carolina on the money line. That made no sense to me, but once you said it, I'm like, if I go against this and it loses, I can't. So I was, I'm pumped. That was great. That was great. CD Lamb over five and a half, just had one of the biggest games of his year, 12 total. This coming from you, Kier, this is as good as it gets right here. We had the trifecta Minnesota money line. Jordan Addison over 57 and a half yards. Jordan Addison, touchdown, parlayed together, plus 475. You called it right here. Lock, 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 let's go, plus 475. Minnesota in the same game, over 20 and a half team totals as a side bet. Easily smashed through that. Mac Jones over one and a half TDs, check, check. Kamara over 35 yards, hit 51 receiving. Same game, you called it. Downs over three and a half receiving. Catches, hit seven, no problem. You called the same thing with Olave, over four and a half, hit five. And you know what? Camara was one catch away, too, from Camara. I had all those little things, and then I had a big parlay with all of them together. Just had, had to four, get four. And for so yeah. long, he needed one more, and that would have been incredible. Car just refused like to check it down. He's like, fuck it, I'm just going to unload and gun it to Which Rashid I, I all day. <laughs> we'll get into that, but I love I that. And we also parlayed that together with the both teams to score a touchdown in each half in that game. That was a big call there. Those that was, bets have been awesome. Where if you could pick and choose your spots, you can find plus them. 350 plus 350 on that. Yep, great. there you go. Uh, this was a fun one. We smashed the alternate under with the Giants-Jets game. Yep, Dog shit New York offenses. We dropped it right down 34 and a half. And not just bad 23. offenses, but great defenses both, on Wink both Martindale teams. Yeah, Giants defense flying around. So yep. yeah, that was all defense. Yep, that was a good read on that one this one was one of my personal favorites from the combo of you and big al big al pick of the week with the deandre swift touchdown you locked that in with the aj brown over everything because like you said the dude is on a roll and boy is he ever he smashed through the totals there you also had that with the eagles two and a half team touchdowns yes sir over 43 total forget about it that's a 69 total in that game i know you're gonna love this one seattle on the money line and Seattle on the clutch, minus three and a half points with that big last-minute touchdown from Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Taking the lead in the division, might I add, on that one, so that that's an added sugar on top bonus. And this hasn't been something I, I've given out on the podcast. This has just been one of those ones where you, I just, 
I bet it just because Seattle, but I hit on the Jake Bobo touchdown last week. The week before, I had him on his yards. I couldn't find his yards last week. They wouldn't even put it out there. The books were scared, man. Actually, I'm I'm not even sure if he would have hit it because it was actually a rushing touchdown, which is kind of hilarious. Really funny. They're using him in good ways. Yeah, that was, I mean, that that game, we needed that. No, the big dude's finding a way to get TDs straight up. And speaking of finding a way to get TDs, Mark Andrews locked in for the touchdown. Yes, sir. We had a huge, huge read on that uh, Bengals-San Francisco game in San Francisco. We called it Bengals money line, Bengals plus four, Burrow over one and a half, Bengals over 20 points, Chase over receptions, over yards. That's checks on all of those. Read that game very well. We took advantage of a floundering San Francisco team. Javante Williams, your pick of the week, combined with Jordan Addison. Over 10 and a half carries, over 48 and a half yards. Forget about it. 27 touches, 85 yards. Herbert over one and a half touchdowns. Gibbs over 97 and a half catches and receiving. You also, you were just perfect on the Monday Nighter. Really happy I tailed you on this one. You called the Amon Ross St. Brown over Laporte TD and the minus eight and a half Lions. So you were absolutely on fire for the night game in this slate. And what a great way to cap off a great week. That's a lot of hits right there. That's a lot of hits, man. That's one of those teams that I feel like I got a decent read on. So it's it's upsetting that they're on a bye week this week. Obviously, we missed on a couple things. I mean... Neither of us guessed the Chiefs, the Broncos. That was no. awesome to watch. That's a game I'm willing to lose that on. Um, yeah, shout out Jesse on that one. Massive game Broncos. to save I the mean, Broncos season. Going into the bye week, I mean, they feel like they're finally not all at each other's necks. Everything's died down a little bit. People are talking about them. Maybe they're finally, I mean, it's a new system, new everything with what's been going on over there. So maybe they're finally all starting to buy in and get on the same page. But just to mention quickly, last night as well in the Pittsburgh-Tennessee uh, game, I had... Uh, plus 210 parlay, Derrick Henry over 50 rushing yards, Deontay Johnson over 50 receiving yards, and DeAndre Hopkins over 50 receiving yards. Just some of those alternate lines, those milestones that we've been doing sometimes. Um, we hit that. We hit uh, We hit a couple of basketball. I also had Pittsburgh Steelers minus 2.5, and, and I had Derrick Henry over 1.5 catches. Derrick Henry hit that, I think. In Sweating the on quarter. that minus two and a half rate right at the end with Will Levis sweaty. coming down there the field. There was a few times of considering a cash out, but no hedge. We let it ride, and uh, we had some success last night. I mean, you just – we. I talked to you about this when we talked about the pick. It kind of seemed like a stinky game, and I talked to my other friends in a different fantasy football league, and it's like when last week the rookie got the start, right? Will Levis, four touchdowns. When do you ever see the t- Tennessee Titans throwing the ball deep? At least since and AJ Brown, a lot of his weren't deep. I feel like he was catching them and just making the play himself. They were finally throwing the ball deep. DeAndre Hopkins looked like his old self. Three really cut touchdown catches. That's awesome. When you get that spot, I and I didn't make this. I I didn't I didn't bet on them. But that was one of our actual losses because it's hard it's hard to trust on that. And we and went with Atlanta we, at home, you know. So it, we weren't one hundred percent sure who was even really going to be starting. It was talked about pre-game the, that it was going to be a combo yes. of two quarterbacks, and yeah. you just hate and the sound of that. Wrong, we'll obviously, we'll get into Atlanta. We're now Taylor Heineke time. I've been calling for that. <laughs> yes, we'll get sir. Into that. Yes, sir. Um, what were we just? Who were we just talking about? Oh, Tennessee. Right, it's the first Tennessee. week. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I got sidetracked. I'm pumped for Heineke. Um, <laughs> After a guy like that, when they have a good week, and we'll get into this as one of the games of the team of Raiders who've just had a fire sale, I feel like that sometimes is a spot to support a team like that. That first week, Will Levis came in. 
the second week, there's got to be some regression. Now, I actually thought he had a good game. He, he looked, looked good. pretty poised. He looked, he looked good. Like a rookie. I think they got their guy finally. They're, they look like they got some juice. This team is ready to compete with a lot of teams. They're well coached with Vrabel. Like, Tennessee, Tennessee's looking pretty okay right now. Um, but, again, with the, I think we'll maybe do it with the Raiders this week. I think when they have a big game or something like that happens and it's something that they can use a distraction or get up for the game... Like, him, him getting his first start, there's no pressure, right? Like, you kind of just go in and sling it. Now, you've already done that. You threw four touchdowns in your first game. You were almost perfect. Like, you had, like, played really well. Great. Then you're going against a uh, team like Pittsburgh, who leads the league in turnovers. You saw he got sacked a few times right away. was under pressure. He was getting hit all night. Ended the game with an interception. Um, I just think it's hard to, to back somebody like that twice a week. I think he's going to have success, but that was more... Last night was more of a fade... Fade the rookie in their second game or fade instant success because everybody will want to. I wanted to bet on Tennessee. I you did. did. You do. Because There's I wanted him to go off. Yeah. I was I was excited to watch him play. But, I mean, you're going into Pittsburgh as a hostile place. Not an easy place to play. To Never play, is. Right? So. Never is. Something that stood out to me with Will Levis is just his arm strength, man. Like, he was doing these quick little snap throws, falling off his back foot and, like, making easy 40-yard completions downfield. Like, his arm strength is crazy. I really like the way he's looking. Way, way big upgrade on uh, Ryan Tannehill from that. So, I, I think, like you said, Tennessee's set up in a great place. And, uh, yeah, lots of good success on the Thursday nighter for us already. So, what, what do you have on yeah, the slate Yeah, just one this last week? thing on him. He was very willing to stay in the pocket. Yes, he was. Until his last minute. And if he needed to take a sack, he was willing to take a sack or throw it away when he had to. But he was waiting in the pocket, letting plays develop. And that's actually what ended up being part of the reason he was able to make some plays. So, I think the future's bright. But I mean, what, he lasted in the second round, right? I mean, if he left college probably a year earlier, he probably would have been higher up but yeah second round quarterback and he comes in and he's showing balls like that like you got to be pretty happy if you're Tennessee you feel like you got your guy yeah 100% I mean I think Tannehill's we've been seeing it's been done it's his he's been beat up too like but what a good veteran to have leading a young quarterback like that as well and then it also leads you time to develop a meet Malik Willis and bring him in not I know he's not Taysom Hill but like bring him in in certain special packages where you can have a run game or something like that um, more involved. Although Will Levis is a big guy, he I he looks he looks comfortable and ready, like hit physically ready for the, the NFL. He does. He really. I hope does. they just can keep. He got hit yesterday. He got hit quite a few times. Yeah, he was so. pressured tons. Yeah. All right, let's get into this weekend, man. First, we talked about this. There's not that many good games. There's a lot of games that are kind of weird. Some weird big spreads. A lot of backup quarterbacks coming in. A lot of big injuries this year. But there's a great game. In every slate, and that starts in Germany this week. Eli. Yes, it does. Dolphins yep. at the Chiefs. Technically, doesn't matter. They're in Germany. Now, I, I want to hear what you think about this. I just want to throw one thing out really quickly. Miami traveled Sunday night, I think, and or landed in Germany on Monday, or left on Monday and landed on Tuesday. They've been there. They had a day plan, like they've been there, getting acclimatized to being over there. The Chiefs left yesterday. And when that's happened with Buffalo, went late over to play the Jags over in London. I know the Jags were already over there. But it does make a difference. And if that kind of messes, they're only doing one practice over there. So, like, that's just something to keep in mind when they're going. That is a lot of travel. Yeah, and I, I didn't even know that. So, that that's a big, big bit of information for yeah, me Miami's personally. Yeah, going to be there. You got to assume they have a couple little things planned yeah. for them. Maybe to, like, 
some team bonnet. Like, they're ready to go. They're getting their defense back healthy. What do you think of this game? Is Dolphins plus two. Chiefs are minus 130 on the money line. Dolphins plus 110. Over under of 50 and a half. I'll tell you what, man. It just smells like revenge season to me. It smells like revenge season, and it begins with the cheetah, Tyree Kill. He's in it to kill. He's in it to win. He's in it for a huge, huge game gear. I'm taking the over on Hill for everything. I'm going a 100-yard milestone for him receiving. Get in the end zone. I just think they're going to make a point of emphasis to get him the ball, and he he wants to absolutely torch this Kansas City defense. And obviously, I think that will make a difference. He'll get up for this game. He's probably pumped to be over in uh, Germany because he is a I'm very known player, so I'm sure that's someone people are looking forward to see. I mean, I'm taking this guy over six and a half catches. I don't think it matters whether it's his old team. I don't think it matters no. where they're playing. This guy is not someone that it needs any extra motivation in the game. And the thing about him, he's not some guy who's making all these crazy contested catches where it's like a sudden lapse of focus or judgment or whatever. Can This guy's just so fast that he's open. Like, he's not... He's just wide open, so he doesn't have to be, like, his speed, as long as he does his job and knows his routes and knows and plays the defense properly, he's simply going to be open. Uh, I like the 100 yards, like you said. I'm going to take over six and a half catches. Um, the Broncos were able to kind of blanket Travis Kelsey. Yeah, they were. Actually, because these receivers are so bad, dude. I know. And like it's you guys a problem talked, now. I know you guys, Jesse, talked a great episode earlier this week talking about trades and stuff like that. The fact that Kansas City didn't go take a shot to try to get a veteran, to try to get a player who can just make some plays, whether it's like just a slot guy or something like that. like I don't know. They they needed a change. It seems like they needed a little juice, especially maybe after that loss against the Broncos. I know Mahomes and stuff weren't feeling well, but I think this team is going to be beatable if teams now, because they've never been to a point, even last year and stuff like that, Juju Smith-Schuster... Was serviceable. Yep. Jeremy Kinnon did well for them. They had guys who were making plays for them on that team. Um, and they just don't have it this year. So if teams, especially this team, if Jalen Ramsey is able to maybe shadow a lot of Travis Kelsey and plan to just keep the ball out of his hands and let the other guys win, I think it might be hard to keep up to this Dolphins team. This is one of the games over one touchdown. Both teams have scored a touchdown in each half. I think both these teams. Love that. I do think the Chiefs are going to try to right the ship a little bit. I know there's a lot of bad talk. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of tension on them with the whole Taylor Swift, everything, that when they lose, everybody's going to be making reasons. She wasn't there, and they're going to start keeping all these yeah, records, yeah. whatever. But, like, these guys are all pros, right? These guys have won two Super Bowls. They know Andy Reid's no joke. I think I lean Dolphins, though, just because of the travel. But I will be absolutely playing Tyreek Hill as another thing. I also like uh, maybe combining a Tyreek Hill touchdown with maybe over 50 yards for Jalen Waddle. Um, obviously, Tyreek Hill commands so much attention, and a guy with Jalen Waddle's skill being a number two receiver, just able to get open, I, I, I tend to like him being able to have some success too. Yeah, I like Waddle a lot. I mean, he's a number one on so many teams across this league for sure. He's like a one B on this team for sure. And Dolphins worry that's me a, great a little point, bit. Mate. I'm not, I'm not fully sold on them, but their defense is getting healthier, and if they can get a chain back and their full strength, and their defense can start holding some teams to some more field goals or making a couple turnovers. This Dolphins team could be dangerous, but that's not. this game's more about, for me, the travel than 
yeah no and that's a great point you make with that late travel too and like obviously both teams sitting at six and two this is a huge huge game for the tops of the conference at the end of the year both teams looking for that first week bye in the playoffs right so any team could just roll the balls out on getting off the plane and go show up and play the kansas city chiefs and Mahomes. yeah that's right this game early i'll probably just take it easy Nice couple prop bets for some of the guys, just to smoothen our way in. Couple little parlays, small, um, just to start our day off. Make a coffee, sit down on the couch, and enjoy just some good enjoy. football in, enjoy, in Germany. You got a great yep. slate today. That's right. Tomorrow, this weekend, not today. <laughs> um, Arizona, Cleveland. I just hate this game for so many reasons. I hate it even more because we have to watch Deshaun Watson play again. That just came out earlier this morning. Well, we'll see. The last time he said he, he might last play. five plays again. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Screw that guy yeah, in a Cardinals big way. Are, Cardinals are plus eight. Browns minus eight. Minus three seventy on the money line. Cardinals plus two ninety. Over under is thirty seven and a half. Eli, when you and I were talking about this, this is Clayton Tune against. <laughs> Maybe Deshaun Watson for, and then we'll see what happens. If not, PJ Tucker. I, I didn't see many receiving or rushing props available. I was gonna say, yeah, I, I checked and I, I haven't had I any out yet. I will say you can kind of flip a coin, pick your poison. I think the Browns will at one point have a rushing touchdown in this game, whether it's Ford or Hunt. I think either of them. I mean, they're both able to get back. Ford seems to be getting healthier. Cream Hunt, obviously, we know his whole career has been able to score touchdowns. He's he's fine. I don't know, I might, they had a lot of success, obviously, I just watched, I've been watching the Browns kind of closely, because we just played them, um, the Seahawks, they were able to find a lot of success with, uh, some screen passes, especially, uh, to David Njoku, some tight end screens and stuff like that, so as those props come out, maybe look towards something like that, um, the Cardinals, they, early, they kind of were a little bit of a frisky team, right, we were kind of talking with them, like, whoa, they kind of play you tough, or at least part of your game, like, you have to show up, but. I think they just beat the Cowboys. Cowboys laid an egg that game. They just looked horrible. No James Conner. He's a guy I love to bet on with this team. But no James Conner. Josh Jones. Clayton Toon starting the game. I don't know what this guy's going to be about. I don't like it. I think with this Browns defense, I think we could go an alternate under again. But I will be playing under 37.5. I know it's low. But it's on at the same time as better games. So I will just be playing that under and packing it away and not really looking at it through the game. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the best way because hey, it sucks to root for an under to sit there and watch and vote for no points. <laughs> yeah, no one way, likes it's that. It's just miserable. So, but yeah, I think flip a coin with either of the uh, the the Browns running backs, and I think um, maybe Miles Garrett sack or things like that. Maybe a field goal. I was gonna say, and also maybe great, depending the line of uh, Amari Cooper, like if they got him low at like over three and a half receptions yeah. or something, definitely don't be afraid to take a shot on that. He's for been sure. the guy this year for them for sure too, and he's a great receiver. If you want to so. even, I mean, you could keep an eye out. I haven't looked. I'd have to see what the numbers are and look at all the stats, but maybe some running back uh, receptions as well if they if they want to continue with that screen pass game, especially if Deshaun Watson's not 100%, or if P.J. Walker's playing in his 100%, doesn't matter, he's not that great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I, lo- I love the under, and I'm probably going to look at an alternate under as well, too, because it reminds me a lot of this uh, yep. New York-New York matchup from last week, too. So, yeah, I like that a lot. The only problem is, is that it could be not that close, and if, <clears throat> if Deshaun Watson is playing... The last full game he played, and he's a bit healthy. The last full game he played, they looked good. And he got hurt, and then he tried to come back and looked horrible. Or no, the second to last one I think he played. 
if he has one of those games, like that's a low enough number that with this Browns defense, they might get they could get points too. They yeah. might get close to that, so it could be thirty to fourteen or something like that or whatever. Like I don't know. There's, but yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the defense in this game. Yeah, me too. Uh, eight, just really quickly, eight too many points with not. I don't like that either. Yeah, I don't like that either. If they still had a Nick Chubb, unfortunately, obviously he suffered that injury way earlier in the season. If they had a running back like that, who I know was like. I would maybe go to minus eight because I think they'll just be able to run it down their throats the whole time. Uh, these running backs are good in Cleveland, but they're not Nick Chubb, so I'll be I'll be staying away from that number. Me too. Chicago Saints. Um, I'm gonna be working a big parlay on this one because I'm loving the Saints in this one in a big way. Uh, our offense is finally showing signs of trending in the right direction. I'm gonna be rolling with Derek Carr over one and a half TDs hitting the 250-yard milestone. Alvin Kamara over 32.5 reception yards. I'm shocked this number is that low. I believe that he's going to easily break through that total for about the fifth game in a row now at this point. And I love my boy Rashid Shahid on a 50-yard milestone at plus tons of money. All it takes is one catch for Rashid Shahid, and he's the deep threat. He's the guy Carr looks to throw to. He doesn't even look when he's throwing it downfield to him. He says he's up there somewhere. He made that hilarious yeah, Instagram that post. Speed too, that if you know if he has that one zap, you're just dropping back and you're just throwing it, and he'll get there. And right? he's kind gone. Of thing like that, and that maybe it's like a Broncos type of situation. Like, although their defense is kind of what struggled at first, and now they're and now they're clicking right now. Now you guys, your your defense and our is so defense good is all of a sudden getting torched, yeah. Torched, but your offense is looking good, yeah. And you're able to get into these matchups. They're finding ways to use Taysom Hill, which is great. Kamara's been awesome. Olave's been good. Michael Thomas has honestly been pretty good. You got He's three steady. receiving He's options steady. with yep. Shahid as well. Like, you don't need him to be the receiver he used to be. So he's not that bad. Um, I like that man. I like over ninety-two and a half receiving and rushing combined for Kamara. Because he's been able to do it one of two ways. Like you said, I also like the, the receiving yards. I know it didn't hit last week, but every other week pretty much he's played. It has hit if we want to go back to the well with over four and a half receptions. Um, the Bears just added a little bit of girt to their D-line. So maybe if the pass rush is coming, he's going to be checking it down. I mean, this is maybe a team where they can afford. They don't have to necessarily go deep all the time. And they can kind of check it down, run the ball and have that success still. So, I like Kamara all over. I like Kamara touchdown. Actually, that's Big Al's play this week. Jojo Swift last week. With Cashed the fake it, tush push. Yep. Touchdown. That was nice. Awesome call. This week, we got Alvin Kamara. He can do it both ways, right? He has, I think, three touchdowns since he's been back. I think two are rushing. He has one receiving, and he's getting the receiving. I mean, his stats receiving are as good as some receivers. Yeah. The way he's catching the ball and stuff like that. So, you had that versatility. Um, I think if you want to get really frisky, I know uh, I kind of want to see the eight and a half. I do actually kind of like the Saints by that, but I they've shown one week of where that offense I has know. been electric. So I need to see it again, and I want to see what that defense is doing. And I saw Justin Fields was limited at practice. He came back and is practicing a little bit. I doubt he's going to play Sunday, but you never really know. Um, that's a big number again at this point with all these quarterback situations. I kind of want to stay away from, but. Yeah, I mean, why not be all over Alvin Kamara? He's done everything. Like you said, Olave's had his success as well. Um, and yeah, like and Chicago ranks 30th in the NFL in terms of pass defense. Yards given up a game, mm-hmm. too. So that just adds on to everything we're saying, backed up by the stats, too. So, yeah, I'm loving. For once, I actually feel a little bit of confidence for the Saints going into now, a football game. Do you think there's going to be a lot of points in this? How do you feel with your defense? Because over under 41, 
I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think the Bears are going to win this game. I do think the Saints have a better defense and better offense right now. So I would never touch. They're plus three twenty on the money line, but that's not something you got to pick and choose your shots of that. This isn't one that I like. Um, obviously, the Saints are favored at eight and a half, so four minus four hundred the money line is too big to take. You could parlay it if you want, kind of like with that Jordan Addison plan we did. Yeah. Over something for Camara, a touchdown, and the Saints money line just to juice it a little bit is good. I don't hate. We've been going that you guys' kicker pretty often this year, and he's been all right. Um, I think. I think maybe this is a game too where early in the game they might Saints might be willing to just take the field goals because they think that over the stretch of the game they'll accumulate enough points that they won't be caught. So it's almost like why take these risks and give this other team a chance to stay in the game? Take the points. Let's take the field goal. Bang bang, kind of thing. I think the. Yeah, I think they maybe be able to score right before half kind of thing like that. Yeah. Or maybe get a field goal right before half. I think this is a game that if the, the Saints go to win and they go to win by big. I think if they win by 10 or more, that's like, hey, the Saints are doing what they're supposed to be. They're not. Because you guys have kind of been in games with everybody. Every team you play. It's, it's kind been of a been, weird year like it's that been for kind sure. Of weird. So yeah. you can get both things to click, offense and defense, same game. Then it's like, Hey, look out for the Saints coming. Now. Then you're feeling good. Yeah, that's where the total, like you said, 41, it's such a weird number for me, especially like you just mentioned the question marks on fields. I think that's a big uh, a big variable to keep an eye on for this one. I, I initially liked the under 41, mm-hmm. but that's also with me having a big bias on the Saints. And like just what you just talked about right now, that's how I picture this game going. I picture a dominant win, and I picture Chicago not getting their points. But at the same time, our defense is trending the wrong way right now. So it's a big game for that side of the ball for a lot of reasons. So that that's a weird number for yeah, me. Yeah, the Bears, when they are able to have success, or a team that have kind of been able to score. DJ Moore's the kind of guy who could take a slant to the house. Or exactly. Pass to the house. exactly. So with it being that low... And maybe the chance, if Badgett is playing, like, maybe there's a chance of a pick six or a fumble or even fields. Like, I don't, it, it's it's a weird one. It's not something because of how many games are going on and some of the other yeah. stuff I like as much. Picking our shots a little bit more this week. Staying away if you don't love it. Don't touch it. This is another game where, I, if you want to parlay stuff with another game, Camara alternate some of his milestones. Take a little bit lower number, but you're putting a couple of them together. Maybe like three running backs to have all over 50 yards or whatever like that. Take a bit of juice on it and see if you can catch something. I do want to just add on because like the more I'm looking at it and the more I'm thinking about it. Uh, this reception total for Kamara, I think this is probably going to end up being my pick of the week here. I, I just think he's going to smash through this reception yard total. So I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind for I do too, and it's not the... like they have to force it to yeah. him. They're able to get him. He's such a good weapon and yeah, they have is. weapons on the field that... The defense can't only focus on him, and that's where they're having their success. So why why, why go not, away from right? it? Yeah. yeah. And if you really want to get frisky, I know that you will be. Um, obviously, this will be the game you're watching the, that morning. If you want to get frisky, throw someone out of Taysom Hill. Yeah. He oh has yeah. A chance to get to throw. He has a chance to run. He has a chance to catch. So if you feel something. He's the true joker, the true wild card. He could Over literally kill you anyway. Rushing, yeah. Or if you just want a touchdown parlay and just hope that he crashes it in one time. They're kind of developing. I don't know if you've noticed this, but not a tush push, but obviously. But they're, they're developing like them with Taysom Hill in the wildcat. And they're bringing in Saunders or Sanders, number nine. Lining up beside him in the and shotgun, yeah. so much weight, and he's Taysom Hill. So yeah, it's, it's a funny it's play, man. It's almost their own version it's, of yeah. like short. They need it's short yardage. They bring him in the goal line. 
And they, they're lining up, and they say, we're just going to beat you. So, I joke with Jesse all the time about Taysom Hill because he quite literally just looks like a spaz in everything he does, but he quite literally puts up yards and finds the house with regularity too, so you can't hate on him. He teams on their know? toes, yeah. and they have to just He's a Swiss honest, Army knife for sure. I think they should actually use him more. If you're going to pay the guy, you're going to have him on your team. Use him as much as you can. Have him in the field, add him to the backfield. Just do a little trickery just to keep the defense thinking so that they're not – they're not ready for a play. They're thinking at the last second, and maybe they have a lapse of judgment or something, and you're able to find an opening in them. This next game, Eli, not one that I think many will be watching unless you're a fan of these teams. The Los Angeles Rams are going to Lambeau. Green Bay Packers, minus 3, minus 170 on the money line. The Rams are plus 3. The Packers are laying 3 points to any team in the league right now. It's crazy. Rams, plus 150 on the money line, over under 385 this one comes down to me, Eli, is Stafford playing? Yeah. And if he is playing, how good is his thumb really? Is he playing and it's going to be like this guy's not going to make it through the game? Or is this guy ready to go and they're kind of just being precautionary? I don't know what to do if he doesn't in this game, me to too. be honest. Because I don't try to think it's Brett Rippon as their other quarterback. Yeah. I don't trust him. I know Puka and Akua and Cooper Cup are both great, but... I don't know if they can get them the ball. If Kyron Williams was playing, this would be a game where I would be all over everything with him because he's going to be a safety valve. They don't have him. They have Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson. and I think the Rams are going to have to run the ball. I think the Packers, they don't even know what Jordan Love is, whether he's going to be good or bad. They just traded Rasul Douglas, I think his yeah, name is, yeah, to, the, to the Bills. Yeah. So and then the GM made those comments about Jordan Love putting that extra pressure on him too, yeah, right? Which is kind of crazy. I get, but like you don't have they don't who's their backup? That's what I mean. Like I, they don't have another young guy who's no. like, well, if you don't perform, we're putting this guy in. It's like no, it's a you crazy don't really have another did, choice, man. right? So, um, I hate this I'm game. Probably dude. Just I really hate stay it. Stay away from yeah. this game completely because I don't. Neither defense is strong enough to me to like the under. No, and wish for that because, like. Yeah, I just don't really know. I guess I guess if Stafford plays, but I'm assuming the line would change if Stafford is announced he's going to play. So, honestly, this one, I mean, I, this is just something I'm not even going to touch. There's enough games. Yeah, there's I'm... enough stuff I like out there. There's no reason to force something on a game that I have no clue what's going to happen. Way too many That's unpredictable variables. Yeah. I, it's so easy to just bet on everything and want action on everything, but if it's not even something I'm going to really have on my TV... And um, it's why, yeah, why? Why force it? Yep. No, for sure, man. I, I'm, I'm fine moving away from that one. Minnesota, Atlanta, talk about unpredictable. We got quarterback battle of Jaron Hall and Taylor Heineke for this matchup here, and that's a whole lot of unpredictable in that two sentences right there. So, what, what's your takeaway on this yeah, one? Yeah, obviously the Vikings are still missing Justin Jefferson. Now the Falcons coming in, no Drake London. He's out this week, which is a huge target. That will be missing for Taylor Heineke. He's getting his first start. I know he came in last game. Um, was it last game he came into yep. the game, right? Yep. Yeah. So this is his first start. And apparently, it's kind of weird. Like you and Jesse said, that this Arthur Smith guy is starting to piss you off. <laughs> I, I want to like the guy so much because it's hilarious. Because I don't, I have no affiliation with the Falcons. So I don't really care. It doesn't piss me off. I just kind of laugh at it. But like, this guy's just said that he's like Desmond Ritter's our guy and you're like you gotta watch the tape and then he goes out and he gets cleared and he's like nope you're the backup and name's Heineke it's like you were just waiting for an excuse he wasn't he almost he didn't have the balls to like make that decision because if you make that decision it doesn't go well his job might be on the line 
But, like, do it, right? Go down swinging with your bolt. Like, have some fucking... Ugh, kind of pisses me off. Well, it doesn't piss me off, but it's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm glad. Because that's an NFC team as a Seahawks fan, and I'm like, go ahead. Just suck. Just keep sucking. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm loving this right now as a Saints fan. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. This is... I think you can look. I also couldn't see uh, too many props on this one. They probably have popped up by now. But uh, Bijan Robinson, the first three, four games, was getting a lot of catches. Uh, it was a lot of checkdowns. That's how he's got some of his touchdowns. Last two games, he has zero catches. Now Heineke going in, and they're down uh, Drake London. I think maybe that it is a time that Bijan will, will go, and I think it's plus money right now. So over three and a half catches. That's something if I really want. It's on positive money as well, so I'm not something I want to put in a parlay because I don't know. They're so unpredictable with that team right now. I would love the Vikings here if Kirk Cousins was healthy. Oh, yeah. And I would love Jordan Addison again because, I mean, his number probably reflects that because Jaron Hall's playing, but he's at 48 or 46 and a half again. I think if they're if next week, if they lose this game and next week Josh Dobbs is a little more integrated... Because they just traded for him, right? If he's a little more integrated in starting, I'm we'll probably take another shot at Addison's yards because he can he he's willing to sling the ball and Addison's been open a lot. Um, and we called it last week, like you said, I was all over the Vikings. I said I think this team's about to go on a run. Oh, man. Obviously, they just keep getting smashed. Like this team right now, if they had jo- Justin Jefferson, what a shame, Cousins, man. What a shame. This team's in talks of being definitely a playoff oh, yeah. team. The maybe beating Detroit now is not wouldn't be locked up for their division because here comes Minnesota, and like it's a team you don't really want to play because Kirk Cousins a veteran. These guys are getting he's old, looking getting great better. this year, they man. Just, yeah, they were finally starting to catch fire, so that really sucks. Look for Kyle Pitts to hopefully get involved more. I mean, we've all we've I've been saying he's been open. He's been running some good routes. He just can't get him the ball with no Drake London. Look for him. Um, but this is another game that with. I kind of like the over. I don't think either. I mean, this Falcons defense is not bad, but I want to say Falcons minus four. But this Jaron Hall guy, it's, again, it's one game he could come in and have one good game, and then you fade him next week. So that's something I kind of want to stay away from again. Um, I would have liked some Drake London props in this game, but obviously he's out, so that's that's tough. Same with Cousins and Addison. So that's this is a kind of another game we're going to stay away from, but. I want to. I will be keeping an eye on it because I want to see the Falcons. I want to see Taylor Heineke in that offense. Whether he's going to throw some screen passes, get Bijan back involved in that receiving game, hand him the ball off, get Algier maybe play both of them at the same time, get those things going, sling the ball downfield, get Pitts involved, and and show a little bit of swagger. And then I think maybe this Falcons team could be something to worry about, especially with Drake London coming back because we've thought their defense is not bad. No. But they just can't seem to put it all together and figure it out. And I think maybe Taylor Heineke. We'll see if he's that piece. I've been calling for him all season. So, but you like it? Do you love anything in this game? Is it's, it's kind of one that the next game we're going to talk about is something I'll have a lot of my focus <laughs> yeah, on this I, morning slate. So I it's really don't. Tough for me to this is to this is just ones. like yeah, this is just like the L.A. Green Bay. There's just too much unpredictability. I'm a guy who loves statistics to back up the information. There are no statistics on Jaron Hall and Taylor Heineke, obviously. This is going to be the first time we see him this year as well. So this is going to be one that, as you just mentioned, I'm going to keep an eye on, see how they operate the offense with him in there, and then maybe look to do something with that next week as well. So, yeah, that's going to be on the back burner for me too, Kier. This yeah, will like, be at the I forefront. I mean, this is one of those weeks that 
It's a perfect combination. There's one good game at least in every slate. I wouldn't call the Saints Bears game a good game, but if, if you're from you're a betting Saints aspect fan, too, well, and you're a Saints fan, so that is a game that whether good or bad, that's a team you're always going to be excited to watch. Exactly. So that's perfect. And with both of us having our teams play in this morning slate, and with these other games being so unpredictable with these injuries, exactly, it's a perfect way to stay away and keep our focus on what we want to watch. But obviously, like we always do. We'll have our eye on every game and yep. seeing who's performing, see these new quarterbacks in new positions, see what they're able to do, and maybe we'll find something for going forward into the next weeks. So what's your take, man? Seattle-Baltimore. Huge game. Huge, huge game. Both teams buzzing. Both teams feeling really good coming into this one. It's a pretty big spread for a pretty closely uh, matched team, I believe. Minus six for Baltimore right now, I yeah. think it is. You know, the Ravens are getting a lot of love. They're minus 6, minus 270 on the money line, over under a 44. This is a tough game for me. The Ravens look good. The Ravens' run game is good. Gus Edwards is even calling for more. He said oh, he's, he's hungry like now. Yeah, he's hungry now. He wants now. the ball more. Lamar is looking fantastic this year. Both these two teams defense. So, Eli, since week 4, in points per game allowed, the Seahawks are first with 12.5 points. And the Ravens are second with 13.2. Yards per play, the Seahawks are first, 4.1. And the Ravens are second, 4.2. So basically the exact same amount of yards per play. Yards per game allowed, 274 second place for the Seattle Seahawks. 267 for the the Ravens. And sacks per game, 5.3 for the Seahawks. They lead the league. And 4.0 tied for second are the Ravens since week four. These are two defenses that are healthy, hungry, and looking to dominate and take their team to that next level. And for me, that makes the Ravens so scary. Because if Lamar Jackson has enough opportunities with his style of play, it will work. He is 17-1. and one. You saw the interview where they asked him, 17-1. and one That was hilarious. Like, no, no, no. But it does make a difference. <laughs> yeah, AFC teams, you're going to play them more often. When you're playing them once every four years, you don't have tape on them against your team. Because likely three years later, so much of your team has changed over. For right? sure. So it's tougher. Like you don't, It's not able to prepare him. He's such a unique player. That being said. This is your Hawks. This is the Seahawks. They are now the top of the division. Just leapfrog the uh, San Fran 49ers. They're rolling. They're clutch. Seahawks plus six. Seahawks money line plus 220. I have to. I have to. This is a game that is a huge test for Seattle. We picked up Leonard Williams. I know people are saying, oh, why didn't they go get sweater? Chase Young. <laughs> First of all, Chase Young stinks, okay? Can't even say hello to Mr. Goldilocks with his braids. He stinks, okay? Sweat, that, yeah, that, he's, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Good for the Bears. He's good. Good for the Bears. Leonard Williams stops the run, Eli. He's a great you and, player, you man. And Eli t- or you and Jesse touched on it. I've been watching a lot of plays. I was familiar with him, but being in New York, I didn't watch a ton of his, right? Like, watching these plays, he's a run stopper, man. We have so many guys, Draymond Jones, Jaron Riku, these guys who could step outside, move around on this D-line. We lost uh, Ichen Nuosu for the year. Boy Mafe is playing at an all-pro level right he's now. He's looking as nuts. As an edge yeah, for is. us. Um, like you guys talked about, our secondary is deep, we're physical, we're fast, and we're long. And these guys are moving around. Jamal Adams looks great again. I know at some points the last game he disappeared a little bit. Um, sort of Witherspoon, sort of these guys. But, I mean, we're on the field a lot. You can't always, I mean, they can't just always be 
world beaters at every time, right? Like, people are going to be able to get yards on them, screen passes, things like this. Like, But when the mattered most, he's blitzing on that line. I know it hits off his helmet, but that's making Doesn't the matter. Play. Yep. And we got to be ball. there. That's massive, right? So now the Seahawks are showing me that they have the ability to close out some games. We play still. We play the, the Ravens. We play the 49ers twice. We have the Cowboys and the Eagles. The Cowboys, 49ers twice, and Jesus. Eagles is in a four-week span. That's a huge stretch, man. It's a huge stretch. And one of those teams, all they try to run the ball. The Eagles, cradle line, they run the ball with the tush push, everything like that. The Cowboys run the ball. Tony Pollard, they have a good... Right, like that's like that's a good weapon of theirs. 49ers, obviously, McCaffrey's one of the biggest weapons in the game. Trent Williams will probably be back by that time we're playing them, so we needed that help. Where that makes us a move, we're going, we're locking in for the guys we need, and we're going. Let's do this, right? I think there's a lot of confidence. Jake Bobo touched rushing touchdown last week. Kenneth Walker underutilized him and Charbonnet last week. With a we, ton of yards on we, not a lot of touches. It started so yeah. good. He had a 40-yard run in the first quarter, and then we kind of stopped handing him the ball. I think this is a game where he established a run. Our, uh, I've never seen this before, Eli. We are, we are like, staggering offensive linemen, shuffling around offensive linemen. Weird, yeah, it's Peters weird. It's weird. Scott Ford, the, this these guys, and they played well. They did. We have a unit. We have a swagger. Pete Carroll, you know these guys are going to be ready. This is going to be a tough physical game. And I expect the Ravens to have success, some success against us. They're just that good. But as a Seahawks fan, how can I not take plus six? Yeah. You know, this is our yeah. time. Like, let's let's go for this uber confidence. This is one that I will be taking the money line of plus six. It's not a, a game I'm going to have a lot of money on. I'd much rather just root for it, watch it, hopefully cheer for them. I might have some props, even though Seattle's a tough team to prop because... There's so many mouths to feed, and there's so many guys to get involved that are good. Some games with tight ends, right? You got your Noah Fant, Cody Parkinson, Will Disley, and then you got your your th- four receivers now, pretty much that all need to touch the ball or not need to touch the ball, but are all capable of making plays. So they're gonna spread it around. We got two solid, solid running backs. We got Kenny McIntosh coming back too, who's our another rookie running back, who's another depth piece in special teams and stuff like that. So this is a point, and don't give. I don't think the season's over for the Seahawks if. If they lose this game, but we don't have games to waste. It's if, grind if, time. If we it's want to win the division yeah. and we want to be one of these best teams with these games that we have coming up, we still go to Pittsburgh to play, um, right? Like we've already, we've already played the Browns, we've already played the Bengals, we've played some tough teams. We still got, like I said, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Eagles. If we can start beating some of these good teams and split with them at least, giving the team confidence going in, and if we can get home field advantage somehow, some way, even if it's just for one game. At Lumen Field with the twelves, that makes a difference. It's a big not difference. Everywhere it's makes a, a huge difference. difference. That makes a fucking difference. It's a huge difference. So why not? I'm all in on Seattle team. Let's go. Let's go. That'll have all my attention in the morning. Just to add on Kenny, over fifty two and a half rushing yards. I loved what you said that they're gonna get physical. This is a physical game. Kenny's been great all year. He's getting a ton of volume. He's gonna get way more touches than he got last week. So I just wanna add that in there. I think that's gonna be the key to success for Seattle in this game, and really I think it's going to be a battle. You know what? Give me Kenneth Walker over 67.5 combined receiving yep. and rushing because a screen pass or something yep. like that. And he, he does get those. Involved. He's getting more involved He's in the passing involved, game. And I, yeah, I like that. Tampa Bay-Houston. Uh, I just want to come out and say it. This is such a weird matchup that I actually love both of these quarterbacks to throw over one and a half touchdowns. I think Tampa Bay's pass defense is Very, getting okay. torched. Every single week at this point, 
the rush defense looks good and i also think baker's just gonna have one of those days where baker is so up and down he so hot and cold to, to look to give you hope right? i think i think he's just gonna gunsling this one i think he's gonna find the end zone a couple times so i i like both these qbs to get a touchdown and yeah a half. so bucks are plus two and a half texans are at home minus two and a half minus 145 uh over under is 40 i think this is a game that could go over yeah i think both these teams could end up getting in the 20s kind of similarly matched but i could also see it being low because they're good defenses but i I kind of feel like you. It's one of those wacky games where like you're like, oh, it's going to be under, and then it just goes way over. Um, no Damian Pierce, no Robert Woods uh, for this Texans team. Look at Nico Collins. Look at Love Tank him. Dell. Look at Love Dalton him. Schultz. These guys, two step up. Is Tank Dell playing? Yes, he is. He is yeah, right? he's back healthy again. So look at yeah. these guys. Nico Collins has been. They've had guys. He's had success. Um, I just picked up Devin Singletary in my fantasy league because he's now going to be getting those touches with Damian Pierce out and. I think he's a veteran that they're willing to give a very big workload to, knowing they're going to get Damian Pierce back because he just got ruled out. So it's not. It doesn't sound like Damian Pierce is a long-term um, injury. I kind of like the Bucks as the underdog here, just because the Texans are missing a bunch. We'll see how CJ Stroud looks after his first loss. Um, missing weapons too. That makes a big difference, right? So uh, my favorite prop of this game, though, Rashad White over 27 and a half receiving Receiving, yards. Like um, like Baker that. Mayfield, they, their offense holds up, but not not always. They're able to get pressure against them. So sometimes those little screen passes or dump offs, and he gets eight to ten to fifteen yards in a play. Um, I really like that in this game, which is it's another game of kind of unknowns, right? The Bucks and the Texans have kind of both showed bright spots against bad teams, but have been kind of humbled when they've ran into teams that are prepared well. Um, so this is a game that I'll be. Keeping an eye on to maybe bet in the upcoming weeks on one of these teams or more, but weird right matchup. Rashad White weird matchup. over twenty-seven and a half receiving, and I don't mind Nico Collins over fifty-seven and a half, just because I think he will be someone that CJ Stroud is able to rely on. And he's exploded a few times this year too yeah, for you some can pick giant any of those games. Guys. Yeah. I think one of them scores a touchdown. So Dalton Schultz, uh, I think I know he's been uh, a good veteran and a good like a good connection. To C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud trusts him and kind of looks for him. So this is another one of those games where I'll just be playing a proper two and probably staying away. I might end up taking the Bucks, um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see on that. Anything else on that game? We no, kinda, yeah, no, ready not to move a whole on lot from that one. I mean, for both these teams, it's an important game. If the Bucks can win, they're still the both these teams are alive in their um, in their division. So. I mean, it's it comes out of the season where when you play, you have certain games circled on the calendar that are games that you know are going to be very, very hard, so you have to win these other games. I say that all the time with Seattle, right? When you're playing guys like Arizona, like that first LA Rams, I mean, they started off very hot. Like, when you're playing teams like Carolina, you got to take care of the business because there's too many games. Even the Browns, that was a huge win for us because you have teams like the Ravens, all these teams you're going to play that are going to be such hard and such dogfights that when you can take a win anywhere you can get it, you have to. That's what good teams do to put themselves in positions for playoffs. I think the Bucks needs this one, so that's kind of why I want to go with the Bucks. Yeah, no, I, I like when you put it that way. Cause, uh, yeah. I think it's a coin toss game, and if you're going to give me a team plus 2.5 compared to yeah. minus 2.5, I would probably take that, but it's not it's not something I'm, I'm super strong on. No, this there's like I like we said at the start. There's just a handful of games this week that are 
so difficult to get a very good read on. There's so many moving variables. There's so many weird matchups, wonky matchups. Uh, another one, Washington, New England. That's another wonky one for me, man. That's like, I, I can't really get a read on this game. Washington just had their fire sale. Sweat gone. Yeah. Chase Young gone. This weekend is one of those weekends Weird. where it's very easy to get caught up losing a lot of bets because you just try to bet a Force bunch of it. different games yeah. and there's not stuff you like. When really you should be saving some of it, maybe up your unit a little bit, or just ride the ones that you do really like and pick and choose your spots because there's going to be weekends where you love the board in a lot of games, and there's going to be weekends where you got to pick and choose and just try to enjoy the weekend of games and, and or load up on the ones you do like. So this is one of those weekends. Like you said, the Commanders, yard sale on defense, got rid of pretty much their whole D-line, but their offense still has weapons. Sam Howell looked fucking great last week. Yeah, he looked, he looked amazing, good, man. man. He looked like, amazing, dude. No Curtis Samuel this week, so look for Jahan Dodson. Look for Terry McLaurin. Logan Thomas has been a huge target, especially early on for Sam Howell. Um, they'll be moving the ball. The Patriots, um, I believe Kenneth Bourne went out last yes, week. Yes, yeah, he's, he's going to be out. Now, yeah. So Douglas is stepping up their rookie, the little speedster on the edge. They got Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott. Look for them both to have... Both these teams kind of have that split backfield where they're able to find success. I don't hate the over 40.5 here, Eli. Yeah. I think neither team's defense is going to be in the position. The Patriots are good, but they're very good at shutting down your top target. And when you go to a team like Washington, they don't have one guy. You would think Terry McLaurin is obviously the most dangerous threat, but they spread the ball out so much. Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas, these guys have been getting a lot of touches. Two running backs to get a lot of touches. Jahan Dodson finally had a big week last Huge, week. Yep. I think it's a tough team to just shut down something and let them win the other because if Sam Howell is willing to do that and play game manager, he'll just they'll be able to do that. So the Pats banged up. I don't know. I kind of like the over makes no sense to me that I think I like it. Over 40 and a half, you don't need a ton if one team... No, you really don't. If the Commanders can show really somehow, don't. like, it's one of those games that you almost think the Commanders are like, wow, everybody thinks we're just giving up. Let's go out and show that we're not giving up. And, like, do you know what I mean? So, I kind of... I don't hate the Commanders. They've been in so many I, I, shootouts I'll, this year, I'll to be, be honest, the, man. Uh, the over 40 and a half. I'll probably end up on a Logan Thomas... Um, receiving prop, if I'm being honest with you, because I, he was a heavy target share early... Um, he's over 33 and a half yards and over three receptions. That's pretty tempting because I think, again, with Curtis Samuel out, you're going to have an uptick. Um, he's had three, nine, one, four, and six in the last games. And you know what? He's cleared that number easily, Eli. 33 and a half. He's cleared that number in their last five games. He had 41, 77. Then he had two. He was held to one catch for two yards. That's an anomaly game. I don't think that's something we'll see again, especially right with Samuel out. Then the next game, 51 and 44. So give me Logan Thomas, you know what, over receptions, and give me over his yards. I might parlay them together because it's not a game that I love that much. Just parlay those together. Don't touch the commander or Pats. Maybe even a little bit lower of an over just to juice up the little parlay a little bit. And that's another one that I'll bet it and forget it probably and just watch the highlights, watch it on red zone on my on my secondary screen and just and, and kind of just see what happens. I'm interested to see these commanders because Pats are not a team you really just want to not have a pass rush or anything you get because when Mac Jones has time, he's not that bad. 
but when he gets rushed, he's not good. So that's that's an interesting one. I'll be paying attention again. Um, I don't both. I don't think either of these teams have playoff aspirations really. The Commanders maybe if they can show offense, they could try to sneak in on that seventh spot um, in the NFC. But with the Cowboys and Eagles in their division, well, it's it's tough. It's a stretch. They got it's a lot a of games to lose and. Yeah. The, the Giants, it's going to be a tough game with the defense that you're playing against. So I like the over here, and let me get those Logan Thomas props. I might end up looking into uh, McLaurin and uh, maybe our Dodson or something, but... I like the yeah. Dodson over receptions. It just seems like, like you said, with Samuel out, three and a half receptions. I know Howell spreads the ball around a lot. And he had That's, a good game last yeah, week, so with that, it's a low now total, if he man. just even replicates, you don't need him to do more than he did last week. If he can just replicate that, then you're... Your golden because his props are low pretty much from earlier in the but season. But like you said, that's like a effective. sprinkle thing, you know. Like if things yeah. are, you know, just just have something out there or whatever. Yeah. It's not one of those at the top of my list. I'll tell you what is: Indy, Carolina, Adam yes, Thielen over seventy this yards. Is game, this is a game it, where we could pick a choose. His receiving uh, number total hasn't came out yet, but I'm assuming it'll be like six and a half, maybe seven and a half. Uh, I'll probably I actually go over got that. It here just before we started recording. Perfect. The last thing I. Jot it down. So Colts are minus two and a half on the road in Carolina. Um, minus one forty on the money line. Panthers plus one twenty. Over under is at forty four. This Colts team, Eli, has been able to score. Gardner Minshew has been pre- very serviceable. They got a two headed running attack right now with Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor getting back into stuff. So I got this written down. We, I got, you know, I've been on this. It was last week and with Alvin Kamara downs again. Yeah. Over four and a half receptions, over fifty one and a half um, yards. Parlay those together is plus one thirty five. He's hit those in the last couple of games. Minshew likes targeting him. They've had success. I don't see why that would change, especially on a team like this with the Panthers, where sometimes they're able to keep the ball in front of them and um, take away some big plays. I think they're gonna be able to run the ball very well too. I think you could do a Zach Moss or Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Uh, Jonathan Taylor over 64 and a half yards. His lines are still low. They've been working him back slowly because they paid him. They don't want to ruin anything and have an injury. I think this is a game where he can break out like he did last week and, and just break out with a big run and get some yards. So over 65 and a half. So then I have Thielen over 68 and a half yards, over six and a half catches. There you go. Those are his lines okay. at plus 180. You Love put him. that with downs over yards and receptions as well. Now you have a plus 625 parlay in a game that is a real like test that. again for these two teams. I know the Panthers just came off their first win. Can can Brace Young and this team get a little bit of confidence and settle in on their season a little bit? Because they've looked pretty bad otherwise, right? Um, and the Colts. The Colts are continuously are staying frisky and playing teams and are fun to watch. I'm really enjoying watching this Colts team. I'm a Minshew fan. I like Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss has done great there. Uh, why not keep this Colts team running? I think the Colts, I like the minus two and a half, to be honest with you. Um, but the Panthers just could, like, it's one of those games where it's like, the Panthers could just be, they're catching points at home. They could have just turned a corner a little bit last week, winning a game finally, letting, just knowing that confidence that you can win. Bryce Young settling in a little bit. This could be a big week for him. But give me the Colts minus two and a half. Separately, though, I will be playing Jonathan Taylor. I'll be playing Thielen. I'll be playing Downs. I'll be playing combinations of those different things um, for parlays. I'll potentially be playing Moss or Taylor for a touchdown. This is a game 
where I love so many props. I'd rather not. I'd rather bet less, like we've talked about in other games, and load up on some stuff for this one. Make a really small parlay with all of them together, and then just pair one or two little things and pick and choose. I'm having a tough time choosing a favorite for this game. Yeah, no, that, and that's always. Because I like some, I was going to so say, much. and that's a great yeah. thing when you're having a tough time to key in on one thing because it all stands out. Uh, this is a classic we've just talked about a couple times. Both teams to score one touchdown in each half in this game. I like a lot, too, yeah, to be completely honest. Yeah, the Panthers worry me a little bit in that, but if we're thinking that they are kind of taking a step up and going to at least compete with teams. That's something you're gonna have to do. The Colts have been scored on this year, so we're seeing the Colts. That's the reason that. why I, I like that, that is man. they're coming off a confidence yeah. building win. We're seeing the Colts give up a ton of points every single week right now, so I'm just gonna take a shot on that along with everything else you touched on. I fucking love every single thing we just mentioned here. I almost love it too much, especially what you just mentioned with that two-player parlay with Thielen. And downs on the over on both the receptions and Listen, yards. they've both been going way over. That sounds those, really so good to or me, or man. Or even if so. you want plus 625, that's yeah. a lot of juice. If you want that, maybe you can get it somewhere around plus 400 or something. Drop that down, the Thielen to 50 yards or something, Donald, and then do it to four catches and six catches if you want. I'm going to boost that up right. personally because yeah. I love that so much that so I'm yeah. going to go Thielen you over 75. And, and yeah. Just make sure if you want something like... Especially, I believe this is the afternoon slate this game, right? Yeah. This is the second slate of yeah, the game. So that's if you right. have a successful morning, if you want to take a bigger shot, or if you just want to try to get something on the board, combine these in a way. Um, and I think this is an interesting, fun game to watch. I'll definitely be keeping yeah, an eye on no, it. But this sure. next game, Eli, will be one that is guarding both of our attentions as fans of NSC teams, and I'm sure a lot of fans across the league because it is it's a, a big great game. matchup. Big game. Like huh? we said, with all the different slates, you got Chiefs Dolphins early slate. I would say the Seahawks Ravens is a huge game in that morning slate. And then you got Cowboys Eagles and then you got the Bills Bengals yeah, we'll get awesome. into for the awesome day of football man. Oh, start to finish, order some food, grab your drinks early Saturday, wake up in the morning, just enjoy yourself because not every week is like this. This is a treat. And imagine a treat. in the off season thinking of a weekend like this. And how excited <laughs> no, you would This is what we've been waiting be for right here, man. So here we go, man. Cowboys plus three in Philadelphia. Minus 160 the Eagles are on the money line. Plus 140 for the Cowboys. Over under a 47. Now, you just mentioned in the last game, but I know we really loved it in the Chiefs-Dolphins game. Each team to score one or more touchdowns in each half of this game. At plus 150. The Chiefs is at plus 110. Add them together, you're getting plus, plus 425. And this sports book that we're looking stuff up on has been known to not even offer the best prices. Nope. So you're probably out there, if you're listening, and you're getting on a different sports You get sports juice book on that. Now, you might even be getting that more. And I, we absolutely love it. The Cowboys finally had a lot of success on their offense last week. Right, Brandon Cooks is getting involved. CD Lamb is played fantastic. Their defense flies around. The Eagles' defense, they somehow got roughly zero pressure on Sam Howell last week, Couldn't and they're letting it. up. They have one of the better D lines, and it's one of those things that it doesn't make any sense. But that's why we love the NFL because oh, it never man. makes any sense any given Sunday type of league, right? Like that's why we love this shit, man. So I'm going back to the well on this. I like. Hurts over 250 and a half yards and over 21 completions. We've seen Eli, especially last week, he's still able to move a bit, but something's wrong with that leg. He's yeah. laboring a bit. He didn't really rush it last week. I want to read you this. Since, since week three, he's had 23, 25, 25, 28, 
23-29 completions. I got it at over 21 and a half. Yards since then, 277, 319, 303, 280, 279, 319. I got it at 250 and a half yards. That's crazy. That doesn't even make sense to me why we're getting these numbers. They continue to doubt this Eagles team because maybe they haven't looked perfect. But they are winning games. They are looking great. Hold the phone, man. We will man. be going right back to the well. Going back to the I well. Can you already say it? AJ Can Brown we just do plus it? Plus one seventy over hundred. Are you yards. kidding me? He's had all these weeks in a row plus one hundred twenty or over one hundred twenty-five. Are they yards. kidding really us with that? Go for that? I know this Cowboys defense is good, but they're not that big. I, I like DeAndre Swift over yards in this game. I, there's a lot of stuff. To be honest with you, I also just like the Eagles in this game. I would love for it for it to move to minus two and a half. Three points, I could see them winning by a field goal, but I, I don't it. know if I, I... That's kind of a weird one to me. I think the Eagles have more ways to win this game. We've seen in the past them neutralize a Micah Parsons in these games, going right at him and able to move the ball. Their offensive line is great. We've been talking so much about A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard had kind of a silent week last week, but was just starting to heat up. Devontae Smith has been relatively quiet. Active. He's... He's ready to go He's have a big game. Yeah. And DeAndre Swift is just playing well. Uh, big Al, obviously, shout out to him again. He hit that touchdown last week. This team is not even playing their best, Eli. And they're winning games. You just said it. How many ways do they have to hurt you? Too many to count. And for that reason... And in their back pocket, they have a play that's unstoppable when it's short. And now they're throwing out fakes. So you can't commit everyone to the Scary, line. Because there's a free touchdown out to the side. They're having so fun out there. So now they're making you think... Oh, man, this Eagles team, I, and this is one, obviously, we're going to be watching playoffs. These two teams are competitors and have, both have a real chance to represent the NFC. Big-time divisional rivals. It's it's such a great game. And you know what? I don't even have it written down here, but since we talked about it last week, why not C.D. Lamb? This Eagles I was defense just gonna say, susceptible to, to yards two and numbers. stuff like that from this C.D. Lamb, five and a half. Again, are you yep. kidding me? A.J. Brown, five and a half. Parlay those together. That's plus big money on that. Crazy. Thank you. Thank you very much for that because I'm going to be taking that in a big way. I'm going to look up really quickly if you just want to keep going about this game a little bit here. I'm just looking up really quickly what C.D. Lamb's yards were last week. Oh, yeah. He just ex- so he's got exploded. over 100 in the last two weeks. C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, both over 100 yards. You're going to get those juice. together. Parlay the five and a half receptions each and two separate parlays. Tack this game from different angles if you want. This is one that I'm going to love watching, and I will be betting a, in each slate. I'm going to bet majority of what I'm betting on the games I'm going to be watching outside of certain uh, player props that I love in some of the games I won't be paying attention to. This is a game that I will be watching. I just want to see a good game, and I will be betting both sides of it. And have a good time. I mean, I would love a Jalen Hurts touchdown. Anytime touchdown, I would bet it. But with his injury, maybe not. I still think because Dallas isn't huge up front, they're fast, that I think if they get down, Jalen Hurts can still touch, push, and get one. So I might end up on him a touchdown. I might end up on A.J. Brown a touchdown. I might end up on C.D. Lamb a touchdown. I might play this every which way. We'll see how the day's going. What's crazy to me, man, is odds makers are so good at what they do with making these lines. It's not very often you get to catch them making a wrong line, but they're giving a lot of respect to these defenses in these props, especially. Maybe not in the total of the game, but you just Which mentioned. I, do I get it, game, but, but we've also seen Philadelphia's passing defense be torched repeatedly. We've seen Dallas get torched throughout the year at times as well, and we're seeing Jalen Hurts starting to get better and better at throwing each week. You just wrote out 
a handful of stats of him smashing over 250 yards passing. That seems like the odds makers are getting this wrong, and it seems like a and chance to immobile. take advantage. And if he's yeah. immobile, you've got to think he'll be throwing it more. They'll be trying to run it. Well, I love this game, man. Well. I, lo- I love this it's game more. from a betting aspect, for I sure. I think the Eagles have not dominated, and that's why some of these numbers are still low, because they look like they're someone's going to catch them. Yeah. Someone's going to catch them. I think, fuck the Cowboys. Sorry, JP. <laughs> I think, man, fuck the Cowboys. I think the Eagles are ready to take it to them. And Me too, man. And, but that's what's beautiful about this. As NFC fans, the Cowboys catch the Eagles. It's another loss for another team. Bring that's them right. down. That's We're right. in the hunt. If the Seahawks can win this week, we might fucking win the fucking... <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to get crazy. I'm not going to get crazy. Let's take care of the Ravens. Let's take care of the Ravens. Everyone... Chill the fuck out. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. This isn't getting yeah, too crazy. Too Next game, New York Giants at the Raiders. Oh, God, man. Fire sale for the Raiders. Obviously, they just got rid of their head coach, their offensive coordinator, and their GM. And they're favorited in this football game, which I find hilarious, minus dude. Minus one and a half, minus <laughs> 130 on the money line, over under 37. This Andy is a Dimes fucked is up game. is questionable yeah. to return yeah. Yeah. right now. Um... We were getting Aiden O'Connell when they asked the new offensive coordinator why they were moving to him. He said, "Be straight up, he's our best quarterback." They have faith in this rookie. They Eli. do. They do. This is a spot just like I did with Will Levis. This is a week where I think everything changed so much, and the Raiders needed a change of culture and motivation. I think the Raiders get up for this game. If Danny Dimes does not play, Eli, I'll be locking this one in today. And hoping that he doesn't play because I think the spread we can get a little bit bigger. I'm I, I'm out on Tommy DeVito or Mr. Gabagool or whatever. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Don't get me wrong, I like him. Minus nine throwing yards last week, Eli. And I know the Jets' defense is a lot better than the Raiders, but this is a game where I love Saquon Barkley, especially if DeVito was starting over 17 and a half rushing attempts. Yards over 76 and a half. This guy is an incredible running back. He knows that the whole workload is on his shoulders. And somehow, and, and so does the other team. And he somehow still produces Crazy. week in and week out. If you want to throw those two together with a touchdown plus 350. that Now, I don't like that as much. I'll probably still bet it, but I don't like it as much if Danny Dimes is back and healthy. Because he tries to run it a little more himself and things like that. But give me Max Crosby to record a sack. I just, I think I'm taking the Raiders minus one and a half here. And I'm betting on this new, I saw that interview with the new head coach. He's a former player. He's like, it's time. They're getting hype on him, man. Devontae Adams looks like he's having fun again a little bit in the locker room. Give me the Raiders, man. I know this Giants defense is tough, but if, if DeVito is playing, they have zero offense outside of Saquon Barkley. Darren Waller is out. I was just going to say. He's not playing after he finally gained a little bit of success with that team for the first time this season. Tyrod Taylor is out. Danny Dimes, even if what health level is he going to be? Give me the Raiders here. Give me Saquon Barkley. Pretty much everything. Kieran, especially, as you just said, if DeVito's playing, give me the under. Change it. Alternate under. I'm loving the low score because you already said the Giants' defense is definitely looking better too. I, I, I think they're going to have a tough time 
both teams putting up points. I do like the Raiders more because you mentioned it a few times already. There's that energy shift, man. There's that belief shift. When new, fresh talent comes in, mm-hmm. you, you throw off all the dead weight. They're gonna have their crowd These maybe. guys did not like Josh McDaniels. They wanted him gone. I know Devontae Adams wanted him gone for sure. Like, There's just so much and friction like you there, right? Said, what a clown Mark Davis is. This guy with the best haircut yeah. in the league. No hands down. I might have to match. But... This guy, I know he's going to be paying two quarterbacks in Gruden and McDaniels. But I will all day rather have my owner paying two quarterbacks that aren't coaching. Or two coaches, Coaches, sorry, that aren't on with our team. Than pay a guy and just stick with him and suck. He is tired of sucking. Devonta Adams is tired of sucking. Josh Jacobs hopefully is getting back. They're going to run the ball with him. I think they're going to simplify things for O'Connell. And I think this team with energy is simply going to be able to win this game. And I don't hate that under, especially with DeVito. I just think that when the Raiders can load the box, they take away big plays. So the play action hopefully will not be there for the Giants. That's a game that I... Even though I don't want to watch it, I actually I, I do like a few things in this game, and I think that we can predict it, how it's going to go a bit. But we might as well just move on to the Sunday night. Like, let's get right into Why it. Why not, because man? This game what a game! Is fantastic. Buffalo Bills in Cincinnati, minus two. The Bengals are on the um, and minus one thirty on the money line. Plus one tone for the Bills. Plus two. Over under a forty nine and a half. This obviously everyone's. T- bringing it up for no reason it's anniversary of the DeMar Hamlin game that was such a freak accident but this will be a game that I think both guys want to win they were both great teams last year when they met and obviously it was a weird way to end the game but these two teams have pride they're both AFC teams and this is a playoff matchup potentially right? these guys know that these games matter sack yourself up I know obviously a week nine you can't win or lose a Super Bowl in week nine right like there's Obviously, like teams can change by the time they get in playoffs if they were to meet again. But this is a huge matchup here. We've talked about this. These there's guys in this league. We bring this up every week. Such this is AJ Brown. Just like Javante Williams. Now that they're actually giving them the touches. Such so like these guys, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Jamar Chase. Eli are those guys. Yeah, they are. That absolutely week in and week out are ready to set records. They're ready to win the game for their team, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to win. You can get both these guys at plus one, 100 yards or more, just like we talked about with A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb, at plus 500 for these guys. And these guys are both ready. They've been hot all season. They're the main targets. They're deep threats. They're short threats. I like to, We could do uh, Jamar Chase catches, I believe, at 7.5. I like all that. That's probably something to play, especially being a Sunday night game. This is a game where you pick and choose your spots on this game depending on how your day went, right? If you're down a bit, maybe you just make a one selection and you just put some in and you just try to make a little bit of money back. Or you're up a bunch, you want to take some shots, a couple little bigger parlays or whatever like that. I fucking... No, actually, you know what? I'm going to stop myself, Eli, because I have I have a couple things that I love in this game. Obviously, we just talked about that parlay, but I want to save them because I want to hear what you have to say because I have strong feelings about this game and I want to see if I'm... Maybe thinking wrong, or if I feel like I have the right thoughts on this. I think I think you just said everything that I was thinking as well. You're talking two superstars, two guys with big egos, two guys willing to back up those big egos, and you got two quarterbacks more than willing to throw them the ball over and over and over again. I love Burrow over everything. 259 yards, one and a half touchdowns. 
Burrow's cooking. Burrow just looked fucking incredible against San Francisco. Statement win. Josh Allen, similar to him, he he grinded out a big win. The Bills at times have looked phenomenal this year. They went through a very shaky stretch in the last four weeks. They went loss, win, loss, win. This is a huge game for Buffalo, man. This is a game where they need to show, even if they don't win, they need to show up in a big way and make it competitive and make the Bengals earn it in the end. You know what I mean? This this has to be a dogfight. This has to be a high-scoring game. And you know what? Good on the Bills for going out, getting Leonard Fournette, signing to their yep. practice squad, going out, trading for Douglas, They're getting making a corner moves. after they've had these injuries on defense. They're not willing to just sit by and say our season's done. I don't hate a sprinkle on a Leonard Fournette touchdown. James Cook's not a goal line back. Latavius Murray's been good. You get this guy in. You've seen these pictures of him. He looks like he's in great shape. Yeah. Get this guy on the goal line, and he's probably putting the ball in. Um, Josh Allen, don't be scared if you really like that. If you like the Bills, for him to maybe run in a touchdown, obviously, right, he's able to get it done both ways. Eli, I agree with everything you said there. I love the Bengals. I, I love, love the Bengals love minus them. two. I think the Bengals are getting hot. I think Joe Burrow is healthy. I think they are all happy. T. Higgins is back. Joe Mixon is playing well. They got everything going for them right now. Bengals minus two. I absolutely love. And Dalton Kincaid over thank three you, and a half thank catches. You, thank you. Thank you. And yep. over thirty-eight and Are they a half kidding us with those yards. numbers right now after these the lines, last two weeks, dude? These lines make. No sense to me. They especially. I believe Dawson Knox is still out. Yeah, I'm gonna double check that right now. Double cause... check that right now. His last two games: eight catches and five catches, seventy-five yards and sixty-five. Yeah, yards he's still on the touchdown. injured reserve. So yeah, it's and, all Kincaid, man. Dawson Dalton. No, Dawson. Dawson. Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid. I'm mixing up all this. No, this last two weeks, this guy has emerged himself and been a legitimate threat. We've talked about this all year. Um. Gabe Davis shows flashes of being very good, and then he disappears, and he's nowhere. Don Kincaid is that check down. He seems to have that good relationship with Josh Allen. Building confidence. I love him here. You could, I think you could put both of those things together. Um, if you want, if you just want one of them to add to some type of parlay, maybe, or something like that, um, with stuff that you already have bet. Um, his lines, they're, add them together, they're only plus 130 um, right now, because our sportsbook has it at 3 and a half at minus 150 and 38 and a half at minus 110 that means if you don't hop on this early i don't know maybe not time the podcast release or um just different sports that you have i've already locked this in eli because minus 150 tells me that they're about to either they can't keep going lower on those odds no. so they're gonna switch they're it gonna up boot. to four and a yeah, half most likely so this is something that you i believe you were gonna lock that in early too plus 130 for those two together that will be something that i'm really like you got the Bengals going on that, that I will be playing. And then we take a shot at uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen props, and then Diggs and Chase because those guys... Can I say something really absolutely. crazy? Just just in case you guys are having a hell of a day, there's a really funny prop out there. We've done this. Both teams to score one touchdown in each half. How about both teams to score two touchdowns in each half in this game for 20x on your money? If you're feeling great, if you think this is going to be a shootout, if you think all this offensive hype is going to live up to expectations, why not throw a couple? Have fun with it. You never know. It could be a great game. It could be a wonderful game to end the week with. So I'm really happy you brought that up, Elix. I totally forgot. I have this written yep. down. We talked about the Chiefs, Dolphins, and the Cowboys, Eagles over one or more for each team in each half. That's at plus 425. You want to add Buffalo and Cincinnati to that? 
plus a thousand and two. You're getting ten times your money for these three games of these highly, highly contested and very explosive, like explosive offenses and high level games to go. Each team to score a touch on each half. I mean, obviously, there's no guarantee. I got that locked in already for full disclosure, so I absolutely that, love that. That's one that because we've had success in this last week, we're able to take more shots at some bigger stuff like that. And obviously, like you go off of, I mean, you don't judge yourself on your plus one thousand parlays because no. those are fun and stuff like that. You judge yourself on your picks that you do individual or small little parlays. So that's where my stronger bets will be on, like a Dalton Kincaid and that thing. But I'll always sprinkle a little bit on those bigger ones because what fun it is, especially if you're watching with friends or with somebody you care about or whatever, and you're having that fun. It just adds a little more fun as long as you're not breaking the bank. Or, oh, yeah. Or, or always do it within reason. Know your limits, everything. Full disclosure like that. It's all for entertainment purposes here, and we all just want to talk about having fun watching these and games. And what a nightcap right? that game's going to oh, be, obviously. Like, it's You're going to see whether these two teams, if the Bills pull this off, the Bills you know that you're either getting a Bills that it doesn't look great or you're getting a very dominant Bills like they were against a team like Miami where they really flex their muscles. Their defensive injuries have concerned me, but we'll see what they can do with a team like the Bengals. Um, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if you see the ba- the Bills go up early. I think the Bengals are a team that potentially sometimes start a little slow or um, rely on making adjustments in game, and they're one of the best. Lou Amarillo on the defense makes those adjustments. Their offense, they make they keep it simple and they make those adjustments. So this is something that maybe if the Bengals are down at halftime, it's maybe something again if if we're up or whatever that I may be playing on a money line or a or a new spread on a live if I can get a good number. And if, I mean, if you, if you want to say that you're going to go two plus, if you're going to do that, you might as well just. Put a touch on that, but take the over at yeah. 49 Oh, yeah, 100%. Because you're going to get a much better 100%. odds. And obviously, if you think it's going to be high yeah. scoring, then go for that. Right? Yeah, that's like, something you could throw a bundle in and just have fun yeah. with for sure. So Monday um, night, Eli, Chargers, Jets, to end the week nine of football. By the way, let's talk about that for a We're about halfway through this. It's crazy, man. No, it's flying by, dude. It's, it's absolutely crazy, flying by. When, you, when it comes to betting, obviously, as a fan, you wish that we were still earlier in the season because it is going by fast. And you want as much football as possible. When you're getting betting, like, the betting season is young. As teams get closer and teams ramp up and get healthy, this is where you need to start catching these trends and finding teams that you like betting on. Whether you like a team like a Baltimore or something, or maybe to throw on a future, a Super Bowl future, or an AFC future, or even a division future, if you've got somebody like the Saints or the Falcons or somebody in a, yeah. in a tight-winded group where you think, or even like the, the, the Seahawks over the... Now, that would have been good a couple weeks ago with some of the movement and stuff going on. But, like, this is when the season gambling, you can kind of start picking up which players are set to have good seasons, which ones are dealing with injuries and you want to avoid, which quarterbacks are healthy, what's going on, which coaches are looking good and schemes are successful. So this is a time we're going forward. We really, really, really hope we can catch fire. Um, And I know this is a football podcast, and we're really only talking football. This is the time of year where you and I love to mix in some hockey bets, some over, or a basketball bet, even here and there, just with a one-off when you feel like you have something, or a primetime game if you're going to watch it. And on a Monday when there's basketball going on, there's no shame in betting a football like I did last night. I had a parlay with uh, one basketball prop, and then I had uh, Derrick Henry over one and a half reception mixed together. So you can able to find ways across other sports if you watch them, so... Limit yourself and give yourself those opportunities. Don't spread so heavy on all these games that 
you don't have the bankroll or that you don't want to put anymore on other games. Keep yourself available and find those spots that you like. Whatever sport you may like. If you like another sport or any other interest that you're able to those bet Those same on. strategies cross over markets, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. if you're somebody who played or followed those leagues heavily and you can find a value spot in both leagues, that's super good. Chargers at Jets Monday night. Minus three and a half the Chargers on the road at the New York Jets. Over under a 40. The Jets are plus 160 on the money line and the Chargers are minus 180. What do you like here, Eli? Dude, honestly, man. Not a lot, dude. I, I, I hate this matchup for so many. This is such a stu- Like, the Chargers are such a stupid team. Hate betting them. They're so unpredictable. They're so fucking shitty at times. The Jets, likewise, they're so unpredictable. But what the Jets are doing right now is they're grinding, man. They're in full grind mode. They're in full grind mode on both sides of the football. They're competing in every game. And guess what? The New York Jets are on a three-game win streak coming in here. That defense for the Jets, man, is they're keeping flying. them in every game. And Zach Wilson is doing enough. In case you guys forgot, the Eagles win. lost one game this year. It was mm-hmm. to the New York Jets. The Eagles lost to this Jets team. The Jets team is fucking rolling, And all these rumors when you see Aaron Rodgers potentially being able to come back, it's way too soon to say, obviously. I have no idea what's going on with that. But even just the thought of that, there's a feeling around this Jets team that they have a swagger and they have a momentum and they, they're very confident. This defense can lead them places. You know me, Eli. I do not like betting on the Chargers. I find that they find ways to lose games. Instead of win games, at minus three, I don't like this game. At minus, at, or sorry, at plus three, I don't like this game. At plus three and a half, give me the Jets. This defense, I think, will be able to keep it close. This Chargers defense is not good. Give me the Jets plus three and a half, and give me Brees Hall over fifty-seven and a half rushing yards, Eli. This Chargers defense stinks. They do. They gave up yards to anyone and everyone. Dalvin Cook has been getting relatively no touches. He's yeah. pretty much absent on that offense. Brees Hall is their back. He's shown multiple times this year he's been able to break out a big run for a lot of yards. He's only getting healthier as the season goes on, which is crazy to say because he was coming off that leg injury. You saw early in the season he got chased down on that big run, kind of just ran out of gas. I think he's got the juice. I think he's got the gas. Favorite bet of this game is Brees Hall over 57 and a half yards. And I think if you want to get into some touchdown bets because it's a Monday Nighter solo, Brees Hall, you can get plus money still. Austin Eckler, I think, believe is minus one twenty or minus one thirty. They're finally starting to run the ball a bit with him again, and Joshua Palmer's banged up. Quentin Johnson hasn't really done that much. Keenan Allen is a good pro. He obviously does what he does every time. I don't mind him here, but with this defense being as good as it is, and him being such a sole target right now with no Mike Williams, I don't really like putting my money on that. We'll see what if it comes around to Monday. Everyone's health and stuff like that, but Brees Hall seems like a no-brainer against defense. They can give up yards. The char- the Jets will have success if they can run it and rely on their defense and try to play field position and, and really take off some clock and not let the Chargers. If you give Herbert and them enough chances, they're going to have yards. They're going to get stats, potentially win the game. So give me the Jets here and give me Brees Hall over yards. Now, this might change. This might If this one of those weekends... Where we get slaughtered and we don't, and we're way off and everything. This is a game I pull back on the Jets. I'll probably still take Brees Hall, but I'll probably pull back on the Jets and kind of just reset a little bit and not force it like that. But this is one that I have one of those feelings, Eli, that if we have, a, if I have a good weekend and I feel still feel this way afterwards, I think the Jets plus three and a half can be a very good bet. 
I don't like the, why the Chargers are on the road and they're favorites. I don't know why. They I don't get win. it. I don't get Staley it. Staley is I, a jerk off, dude. He <laughs> sucks. Yeah, I, he's a total dweeb. As much as I hate to say I like the Jets here, I really like the Jets here I, over the Chargers. I like the Jets. You know, it's fifty-fifty. I like the Jets and I hate the Chargers yeah. and I hate betting on them. And in Monday night, I'd much rather cheer against the Chargers. So me too. Yeah, that's one of those. Me ones. too. Yeah, I'll, forward, like we said, every slate has a great game. It's a great relaxation Sunday to watch the games, really focus in on the ones you want. And let's see, some teams are going to kind of pull away as some legit Super Bowl or playoff contenders, and other teams are going to say they need to get a step on it. It's that time of year, man. It's that time of year. Unless you go perfect, you're going to run out of time to make a a good stretch, right? Yeah, and I just want to reiterate while we're wrapping it up right now, um, we did touch on every game. That's what we do. We're here to break it all down for you. And I just want to reemphasize... There are a lot of games that neither of us are really, really liking a lot. But obviously, if you want to get a piece here and there, we gave you what our what our thoughts are for each and every one of those games. But we will be keying in on a handful of games which really stand out this week and really have a lot of options. And we're going to be mix and matching, spreading uh, different ways to attack all those games that we already talked about in more depth here. Yeah, right? I so bet what you want to bet. Because yeah. it's, it's, if you're using money, it's your money. If you're in any type of leagues, maybe it's free or whatever like that. But you're making these decisions. It's only for you. So if you disagree with something we say, we're, we're idiots. That's totally fine. You could totally... Disagree with something. We don't have a crystal ball. No. It could easily go the other way. A guy could get hurt. A guy could just be non existent. We see teams like last week where we thought the Chiefs were going to win. They they did nothing. They didn't score a touchdown. So it's all over the place, right? Anything can happen. So just make sure you're having fun and that's keep going. That's the whole point, right? Yeah, just have fun with it. And like Kira already said, great slate of football. We're looking very much forward to a couple big, big games, especially with Kier's team against the Baltimore Ravens kicking off that morning slate after the Frankfurt game, which will be awesome to wake up early to. That's just going to be a great way to start the morning. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in and catching up with us, listening to us to break everything down for you. Halfway point of the year, yeah, we're rolling. Hit us up on social media, our Instagram, our TikTok, our Twitter, at Pod. If you got any questions about any type of players, fantasy stuff, um, any type of bets that you like, opinions on certain matchups or anything like that, and we'll be happy to get back to you um, as quick as we can and whatever. And also, if you want to email in any picks for the show that you questions? want us to shout out or any, yeah, or any questions or whatever, definitely get at us at gridirongangpod at gmail.com as well, too, and we'll, we'll, we'll openly give your suggestions yeah, or picks out if you want. Yeah, if you picks, maybe we'll randomly choose one fan pick a week to yeah. give out or something like that and keep a record with that as well. So I thought I just saw it right now that uh, it should be pretty cool to do. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. We are the Gridiron Gang Pod, halfway point of the year. Deuces. Peace. Let's ride, baby.